hello again. Now, usually on this channel, you hear Invasion of the Body People, but this week I'm bringing you something special as we continue our dive into the world of the sensational new TV show, The Last of Us. Put your seatbelt on. Are we going to help him? No. So today we are joined by one of my favourite guests, someone who I get on fairly regularly and talk about all sorts of random things and we're talking about something that is not at all to do with family stuff we're talking about the last of us it's will chitch hi will hi there how are you i'm all right i'm all right um we were talking off air about me having a nap and you watching the rugby and various other things and yeah uh <laughs> how have you been how how's your week been how have your two three weeks been between like so we've obviously chatted about this wonderful tv show before how has it been between that time yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, working. We've had half term. Um, we've yeah, we've had half term. Well, I had a my family went away for four days of half term, so I was left to my own devices because I had to work. Okay. And um, yeah, I just caught up with some films. It was nice. But yeah. anything good? And then I watched Pearl. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yeah. Um. Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I also. I, I watched Pearl the same day as I watched Plane with Gerard Butler. <laughs> I mean, that looks and crap. <laughs> it is, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I had a lovely old time with it. I mean, it literally does it. Well, yeah, it's just a Gerard Butler film. There is nothing in that film that you don't expect to happen. Okay. But it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that but Pearl was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um, yeah, it's out in next month. It's out in March. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's soon. And X was great. I thought X was surprisingly great. I know everyone's yeah. telling me that X was great, but I thought it might not be one of those things where like it's not my thing. But when I watched, like, no, this is my thing. I had a lot of fun yeah. with X. It was yeah. I'm all for Ty West right now. I almost watched Skin of a Rink. But then I was in a house on my own, surrounded by toys, and I thought, nah, "It's like I'm right now. Nah, I'm gonna give it a miss." So I still am yet to see that, but I think uh, this weekend I'm gonna watch it. Okay, I um, yeah, skin rink. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of just a bit like ambivalent about it. I guess like mm -hmm. I'm like I'm just still impressed that it is a thing, but also that I'm not really sure the thing is the thing that I I, I don't care about the thing. Like I'm be like I don't really care about you as a film, but as like some Praetor's making a thing that people have watched. Great. That's that's good. Um, my oh, tentatively linked. Well, I should probably link to this. I can't find Pedro Pascal attractive anymore because my mum texted me, texted the family group yesterday and said, the Mandalorian actor's pretty fine, isn't he? He's like, can't do that. Because like, my mum tells every single crush she has, so I've known that she loves Hugh Jackman, Cillian Murphy, and now Pedro Pascal has gone that way. And I like all these actors. I think they're all very attractive men who do great acting, but then as soon as my mum is remotely attracted, I'm like, oh, well, that's something for you now, yes. isn't it? You, you yeah. killed that fire in me, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a nice segue to go into our topic of the day. So we're on talk about um, episode four, five, and six of The Last of Us. So we're now firmly past the halfway point by the end of this. Um, where are we at? So at the end of episode three, Joel and Ellie retrieved a car from Bill. And we talked extensively about episode three and how devastating it is. And I have yet to watch it for a third time. I keep circling watching again to feel something. But 
I'll wait until we're at the end to feel that feeling again. So yeah, so Joel and Ellie find themselves stuck in Kansas City, facing a lethal human foe, all while trying to get to Joel's brother, which has yet to happen, but does happen in episode six. Uh, yeah, so I guess we're now in sort of the main meat of the series. We've kind of had those kind of two episode setups of episode one and two, then episode three being the divergence to a separate character's story. And now we're in like the proper thrust of Joel and Ellie's travels to their end destination. Uh, broadly, how do you think about this episode, these episodes? Yeah, I enjoy them. There's like, I mean, it's just so, it's just solid. The series is solid. It's not, I'm yet, there's yet to be like, which you do find with some, there's a duff moment where you go, oh no, here we go. But nothing is, no, it's just solid. It's, and these, I mean, yeah, they're just great episodes, every single one of them. Yeah, we get to have like it's, an episode where like Joel and Ellie are stuck in the woods, walking around in some woods, talking or whatever it is. I'm trying to like picture what The Walking Dead would do at this point. I, I watched the first series and a half of The Walking Dead and got very angry at it at a point earlier than most people were angry with it so there's that but you expect like yeah like, there's like some kind of mission that doesn't mean anything they go off and do a, a loop random for something that isn't this but i guess it's because they're adapting hours and hours and hours and hours of games into a nine part series like they're probably chopping down 20 hours of plot into nine hours of tv so that's probably why this for me feels quite tight like it moves at quite a nice pace in terms of the narrative. Yeah, and it doesn't do what the Walking Dead. Cause I I persevered with the Walking Dead quite a lot, basically until Negan was in it. Yeah, I, I can, think Negan was a jumping off point until I was all the Negan malarkey with the the bashing of the heads, whatever. But I can pinpoint the exact. It was halfway through an episode, and Negan said the line. To another character, I can't remember the name of. I hope you're wearing your shitting pants. I thought that doesn't make. I've had. I'm done. That is a stupid, stupid line, and a stupid thing to say. So and that's halfway through an episode, turned it off and never went back to it. But what I like about it doesn't do the what The Walking Dead did with. Oh, we've got a little bit of a lull. Let's find a way to shoehorn in a zombie or something horrific or with just it because a lot of it's just character built it is mm. just Joel and Ellie we're not having these big shock moments or things clearly shoehorned in there because yeah. they just want to put a monster in which is great and I'm quite surprised to be honest I I because of it's the TV show and because of what it's based on I was expecting more more clickers, more creature stuff. But I'm glad there's not. There's yeah, room. it's uh, really the only in this batch of episodes that has a lot of zombie, for want of a better word, zombie stuff, is right. episode five. And that's at the end. And it's teased up in episode four that you know, there's bad stuff under the ground. And then episode five it ends with them all pouring out onto the street and we get that kind of like great action moment that then leads into a devastating punch of an ending but this show doesn't use its monsters as much as one might expect it's it it, it kind of holds back and i can't work out if i think that's um if i think it's a weakness or not because 
I want to be like, well, I want more zombies, but I don't want more zombies. I don't want more of the. I'd be glad. I'd be glad if this was a show just about terrible human beings in the apocalypse. Like that's that because it does it really well. Um, like we have some characters in this batch who are really like one in, character in particular is done really well in terms of, like humans are the monsters, and I agree. But yeah, it's it's they're not using the zombies as much. Which no, it's definitely it's it's definitely more, um, it's more the road. Call my call the road than it is the Walking Dead. It's, <laughs> yeah, do you know this is, and yeah, like I said, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a few more, but I'm not bothered that I'm not seeing big monstery moments. I think, if anything, when they do come, it's even more effective for it. Yeah, because it's like... a constant threat of them being there. When they do turn up, we do go, oh, oh, they're horrible. Yeah, and Whereas, it's a, like underlying thing of like, there's hmm. something really bad in this world. We don't see it as often, um, hmm. but when we do see it, it's always bad. It's like it's never like, yeah, you know, which like, is why you think, them. yeah, which is why I think the, using the Walking Dead example again did trip because the zombies stopped being scary quite early on because they were there and isn't mm. all the time and like yes they got a little bit more disgusting as the effects got better but like you just go oh there's another one yeah i wonder what's going to happen here they're going to kill the zombies and run away and you're like okay or one of them's going to get bitten yeah so like i think it's more effective for holding back on the like I say, I don't think we're allowed to. We're not allowed to say the zombies, are we? The, the, the infected, infected. The infected. Let's go. Infected. What Danny Boyle calls his characters yeah. in Twenty Eight Days mm. Later, even though Danny are zombies. The infected. Yeah. Um, the infected. Yeah, and it means like so. In this batch of episodes, we get Melanie Lenzinski comes in as this kind of softly spoken but kind of terrifying leader of this group of people who've taken over from the government and are killing lots of people have taken over kansas city and it's what i quite like about the last of us it's more pronounced in the show than it is in the in the games it is there in the games is that it's basically joel and ellie are doing their thing and keep bumping into people's shit so it's like they're going along and then they get stuck in Kansas City and there's something that isn't related to them happening and it's happening around them and they become players in it because they happen to be there at the, that point in time. Um, yeah, I quite like that there's like there's like all these narratives they keep jumping into that aren't theirs, that it makes the world a bit richer by having these kind of like short bouts of stories. So, so like, um, yeah, having... Linsky's uh, leader having uh, Lamar Johnson's Henry, those kind of characters popping in, like even the couple at the start of episode six, <laughs> quite scene stealers, like having them there. I mean, yeah. there's like richly formed characters are on screen for like two or three scenes, and either we part, we move away from them, and they're just like instant characters on a journey, or they die horribly. Which is, in the case of Lost, yeah. most people die horribly. <laughs> I think yeah, that's that's testament to the writing as well as how although Joel and Ellie are, are do love spending time with them, it's the very clever way of using these little side characters that just come in and out of episode as a break from them because 
over nine hours, which is what ten, nine ten hours. Yeah. If we were just with them, I personally might find Ellie quite grating because I <laughs> I like the character, but I just think you do need those breaks, and I think that the, the couple, like you say at the beginning of that episode, is a nice. Caught, it, it was a, it's a funny scene, mm-hmm. which it's not a lot of funny scenes, you know, because it's a <laughs> it's it's a dark old story, but you do need those little breaks for with a, a bit. It's not comic relief, but it is just a little break from. But they relieve the sadness. tension a bit. That's the thing. That's yeah, like exactly. This, that underlying yeah. tension of uh, <laughs> Joel basically being on his last legs for much of this run. Like we haven't. We'll talk about Pedro Pascal's performance as Joel in a sec, but it's like having Joel and Ellie being able to respond to characters is effective. And like, uh, I think Bella Ramsey is particularly great as Ellie when she's like with other with other characters. Like, yeah, when there's other people on screen with her and her responding to them is really uh, good. It's it's like a really good way to represent the character. And if it was just Joel and Ellie going across. The country she could be and ellie being sarcastic and shitty and joel being kind of gruff and shitty it wouldn't be a very endearing nine hours it would be a bit no and it a bit and also a bit their characters be a bit would become a bit one beat then because yeah. it's just a bit ugh. but yeah those interactions then with like you say with the other characters it opens their characters up a bit as well whereas i think those two just doing their thing well, it's great, and they're both great. I think it 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 could become quite. I don't great is the right word, but I think I would tire of it quite quickly. Mm. I would just say, oh, "Come on now, let's let's get on with it." And it, so it creates drama. So, like having um, mm. Henry and Sam, the two brothers, in episodes four and five, having Sam be infected, which I'd forgotten is a thing in the game, but I completely forgotten about it. Completely forgotten I've... that was a thing in the game. Completely forgot all about Kansas City, which apparently is in the game. Uh, um, so having them there, a it creates a different balance for those episodes, and b the way episode five ends with uh, one of them being infected and the other one killing themselves because he couldn't get his brother out of the Kansas City alive, essentially, is a devastating punch. And once again, reiterates the fact that the last of us, most people are going to die. Like that's just how this world this game this tv show is and then having episode six being that it's it it as episode three was a slowdown from episode one and two this is a slowdown and allows again those kind of conversations happen between the characters we get more character development we get more of like kind of the complicated relationship that they now have and we also get tommy come in who's i forgot how under Represented he is in the game and in this narrative. Like he's a, in both one and two, he's a figure, but he's not a figure that's seen that often. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used going forward. And then obviously episode six ends with I mean, as episode five ends, episode six ends with another punch. And this time it's like, yeah. ah. Hmm. Well next. I mean that that gut punch at the end of episode five, which again, like a this seems to be a running theme that I've forgotten the game. Mostly, <laughs> um, yeah, it is a real was a real gut punch that, and it's very quick. All that gut punch just happens. And like I said, my other half is watching it, knows nothing, 
and we were both a bit. Well, I I did exclaim quite loudly, holy shit, because I'd just completely forgotten about it. And for yep. some reason in my head, you know, because it, I just figured, oh, right, we're going to have a, a, these characters, because we've had such a character build-up, I thought we were going to, they were going to expand over a couple of episodes. I thought this was, uh, but clearly not. But, um, yeah, it was, it's a real, yeah, real punch, the mm-hmm. end of that episode. Yeah. Um... Done really well. It it's done. It was done really well from everything. And it, Bella Ramsey is, as we as you said, work with someone else. The moments she spends with the child, it, great little moments, and it is. They do struggle with the character sometimes. I think, oh, you're quite. But then, when you like, as you say, when you see her with these other characters, you, she's more endearing. And I go, mm. all right, now. That that's why she is scared, and she is not this boisterous, sarky. You know, it, it. That's why that gut punch worked so well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, the strength of Bella Ramsey in this role helps those moments, and I think what this show does really well is like this kind of like world building of making a rich, complicated world that we're only seeing a view of. And then I might think it's slightly fast. I might kind of want this story to be over maybe two seasons. I don't know. I've kind of, I don't know if you can ask for more, but it feels like a, a weird complaint to be like, yeah, and the plot's going too fast, but like yeah. it, it, it deals with stuff really quickly. Like these two come in fully formed, these two brothers and by the end of their like two episode run, they're dead. It's done. They're not coming back. And like Melanie Zelensky's leader is fully formed, comes on, leaves an impression, mm-hmm. and is dead. At the end. And that's just like it did... it's just what they're kind of doing as a show. Like they, yeah. And I've seen that criticism, and I do get it. I get the criticism that I've seen it being criticized because saying it is very episodic. Like then and like levels of a game. But you go, well, yeah, that's it's, you do need. Although it's easy to forget, it's come from a game, but it has come from a game, so yeah. it is going to be episodic by nature. So, yeah, I, I I can understand why people are saying, yeah, like you say, with these characters are just gone in an episode. You're introducing you, you, but then if it was dragged out, we'd have we may have the same conversation where. Which they just get on with it. They're walking again. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I can see it because that, that was again. That was one of the, the, the bit. I know we keep saying about the Walking Dead, but it's probably the closest thing to it. In the, yeah, and that used to suffer. You'd have episode upon episode of characters you were kind of grow to dislike because you were bored of them. Hmm. Walking places. You go. Did you? And then they get somewhere, and then they spent on there and walk again. You're like. Oh, good. Oh, come on. Yeah, like, and like the number of a number of shows that in recent years have been full of filler. Like, yeah. I uh, find Stranger Things kind of endearing, but definitely that last series, you could have cut out half of that show, and it would have been a richer show if they cut out half of it. Like, I'm glad that this is not padded out. Um, and like, we did get a time jump. So, episode between episode five and six, there is a jump of three months. 
which is as I remember in the game, I was like in my head going, at some point we have to yeah. jump ahead in time. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, so I guess it's a good problem to have that I kind of want to spend more time with these characters and more time in these places because it's fresh and fully formed. But I don't want the show to get stuck, and the show never does get stuck. It kind of it, it even when it slows down, every time it slows down is to kind of enhance its characters and then build to a punch like that's kind of its uh mo so like obviously i said six we get the tommy and joel stuff we get a place of mostly normality where they have like electricity and food and safety but at the end of the episode we have uh joel bleeding out in the snow because he's stabbed in the stomach by by terrible humans and it's like ah well that's just the world they're in. Um, so you you misremembered the ending of the game. We're not going to talk about the end of the game because I assume that's where the TV show is going. So how did you think the game ended? Well, I, I have to screw around because, well, I remembered Joel dying. But I'm not... I still don't remember the end of the game. So I'm not... I, I could be wrong. I could be right. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, like this would be the point that, like, in the game, he is he is incapacitated in a similar mm-hmm. fashion, and so this I is why he doesn't die. This... I assume he's not dead, but he might be dead. So this is why, this is the moment when I started remembering the game. When does he die? Is he gonna? Is he dead? But there's more episodes, and I'm sure he dies. But I don't remember him dying anyway. Without saying too much, but yeah, so I misremember the end of the game. So, I just think I do remember the end of the game now. And when, oh yeah, so that yeah, so yeah, so I'm still, I'm still, it's all still a bit vague in my mind, which is quite nice, really. I assume he doesn't die because mm-hmm. this is not the end of his story in the game. Um, but the show is so effective that I was like, that at the end of the game, in a second, they're actually going to diverge and kill him off, like. Because it feels yeah. at that point like he's going to die. Like that's how effective um, the end of that episode is. That's like the way they shoot it. Like having uh, Eddie crouched over him, begging for him to get back up, and then the camera kind of goes out, and we get the kind of um, acoustic uh, re-recording of the song from episode two. Um, no, not episode episode one. And it's like, ah, is he about to die? Because he could die. Like that's the thing. Like he could die, and that'd be that. Right. Like. But then I have no idea where season two would go because he kind of needs to live for there to be a season two. Um, well, yeah, this is this is it because I I know nothing. Obviously, the second game I've only ever played the first game, so I know nothing of. And I did almost think, oh well, I'll maybe I'll read read the Wikipedia page for part two, but I haven't, so I know nothing about it. But I did it. Not jumping too far ahead the second game but was it a bit controversial did people not like it so oh my the second game is a hotbed of controversy I, okay. it's my preferred my preferred game because i don't enjoy playing the first one i very much enjoy playing the second one but it doesn't lose any of that kind of like tension and uh sense of dread and sense you're just going through a terrible time uh yeah it is controversial both for its narrative and for so without spoiling the second one during the second game but halfway through you switch perspectives the characters you're playing 
Okay. And the character you end up playing is someone who, at the start of the game, does something very bad to a character you like. And then you play as them for the second half of the game. And it's a bold choice and it pisses a lot of people off. But for me, it's kind of brilliant. Um, okay, yeah. Which is why I don't think this is the end of Joel's story is here. Because he kind of needs to be in the second one for the second one to yeah. work. Um, he has okay. to do something in this to get to the second one. But here's the thing. I don't remember a lot of this game, it turns out. I like remember like the opening. I remember like the first... <laughs> Like being the daughter and the daughter dying, and then I remember being in like the like um, safe zone and then leaving that, and then I remember the ending. I remember a bit with giraffes if we get to that, but I don't remember like the specifics. You go to this person to get this, you go into this and get stuck there and have to fight these people. I don't remember any of that. Um, I I know remember a bit in the dam that we don't go into. They like mention the dam in the sixth episode. I remember a. Not a split scene, a cut scene in there, but I don't remember this game as much as I would remember the second one if this was based on the second one, uh, which is good. So it means like there is things that like I yeah. the punch is, is lands for the fifth episode, and then in the sixth one, I'm like, hang on a second, I don't remember entirely how we get to this point, but this isn't the end, is it? <laughs> this character, yeah. um, and we haven't we've we've talked about Bella Ramsey, but we should talk about Petro Pascal who is. Now, as he often is, an internet meme, like his uh, <laughs> him having a panic attack in the uh, sixth episode has become something that has been endlessly shared on Twitter. I've, I yeah. have never not seen on Twitter for the past week. Um, I, fi- I I thought this after the first three episodes. I think this after the next batch. I think this is Pedro Pascal's best performance ever. Like, I think this is him at his best. I think he is the most compelling thing about this entire show. I mean, I think there's lots of compelling things. I think the brief time we've seen Gabriel Luna and Melanie Lezinski and uh, obviously uh, Bill and Frank in episode three, I have huge praise for, but I think Petra Pascal is this like consistent quality and that Joel is even more, I think Joel is interesting in the games, but here he's even more interesting in that he is broken, going for a terrible time. Dying essentially, yeah. which I isn't in the game. I don't remember in the game him being so old and like a broken horse. Yeah, I, I wonder what you thought of Pedro Pascal as he continues in this show. I think he's absolutely phenomenal in it. I I, I think he's brilliant. The yeah, his his performance is superb, and it's quite crazy to think that I would imagine he will be. Awards talk next year, mm. whether it be Emmys or when it's a it's a game adaptation, which will be the thing where people go mm, for game adaptation. But he's genuinely brilliant. Like I, I would say he's the given the best performance on TV at the moment that I'm watching or have watched mm. for a long time because it's so. I don't really like the word nuanced, but it. it yeah. Especially in these episodes, we just when he does break down and he shows his vulnerability, now, it's really great. He absolutely sells it, and yeah, I think he's brilliant, superb. I'm not, I haven't really seen him in much, to be honest. I don't. I, as we've said before, I'm not really a Star Wars guy, so I haven't watched Mandalorian, <laughs> and yeah, so 
I've he's, yeah, he's great he, in the Mandalorian as a space daddy. I, I I love him in the Mandalorian. Um, but the Mandalorian is is a different proposition. It's it's this kind of mm. blockbustery westerny vibe. It's not the end of the world. It's it's he. So he's great in that, and I've watched some other stuff. He's great. And it is. He, he's never well used in films. I'll be honest with you. I've watched some films of him, and he's always kind of a bit underserved by the film he's in. I remember him being underserved by Kingsman too. I can't remember the colon Kingsman the Golden Circle. I feel like it's like some kind Selfish. of euphemism for pissing, but yeah. Um yeah, um no, I I think this is his best role he's ever had. But it is this thing that like his Joel, even if there's other things going on, he still manages to make them compelling. So like he's barely in episode three and he still is compelling in episode three in the couple of snippets we see of him. And the thing about episode four and five is that Joel and Ellie are not essential to that story. They're not, it's not their story. They're just in someone else's narrative and he's still great. He's still uh, this fascinatingly complicated Joel. In, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Like, I, oh, so he's hot. Yeah. Like we said, I, I yeah, he's, I mean, he's a good-looking chap. But, like, without repeating myself, he he could quite easily be one or the other. He could quite easily be just your rough-talking, dour, that's the character. Or he could be a hot boy who's just, you know, cool. And But he's that perfect balance. Because he is a good-looking man. There's no question. Mm-hmm. But he also has that. He has got that edge, and he you you know he can do a bit if pushed in a corner. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna kick off. Yeah. But then we like, see in these and... episodes, he is a broken man, and he is tired and old and sad because he's yeah lost everything. And like he's been uh, pickled within him is a grief for twenty years, and Pascal is bringing that across wonderfully. Um... Yeah, like he's done scenes. bad. He, he, he openly says he's done bad things. You know, he he he's not he's not a nice guy character. We love it, but you know, he's done bad things, and he's yeah. quite openly says it. And like so, like his Just... interactions with Gabriel Luna are compelling. His interactions with Ellie, where mm. certain things are talked about, are compelling. He is just compelling this role, and if there is a standout for me, it is always it's going to be him because he's mm-hmm. just really effective at what he's doing. Like it is one of the best performances I've watched for a long time. It's sort of up there with say Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad or um, Bob what Nick is it on? What's, what's... Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're sort of in like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Mad Men mm-hmm. territory of sort of that kind of leading actor who is giving the best performance of their career. Like this yeah. is probably his best form of his, of his career. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be along the ride with it. He makes me want to watch Star Wars things. I mean, there's a, right, the Mandalorian, the first series. I'm tempted is, to watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, the first series is is not very Star Warsy. It's Star Warsy in the sense they're in a Star Wars world, so there's like blasters and um, talk of the Empire, but there's not any like Jedis. I mean, but we, by the end of the first, second series, a Jedi does pop up, so it's like getting more and more into the fold and getting weaker. The, with the Mandalorian, the more it goes into the fold of being in a kind of 
straight Star Wars story, the less good it is. The more it's like kind of like a space western, the better it is. Like that's when it's really good is when it's a space western, and it's not. What is it? I'm trying to remember when it happens. No, it's the second one. Don't watch the book of Boba, Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett is utterly, utterly boring. Yeah, I mean, I've heard because my son is into he's six. He's in this. He's in the Star Wars zone. He started playing Star Wars Lego on the Xbox. Okay, and he's he's wanted to watch Star Wars and things. So I think, well, maybe I'll watch Star Wars with him. But ever since Mandalorian is more grown up Star Wars, so I might watch Mandalorian. Okay, so I don't know. But maybe, maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'll be a Star Wars guy. I mean, Star Wars is complicated. I've yet to cover it properly in this podcast because I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. I grew up on Star Wars, like the original trilogy were huge for me. I remember going and watching the Phantom Menace with my dad at Les- in the Lesquare Square Cinema. I had fun of it. He, I think, hated it. Um, and yeah, and it, and it meant something to me when the Star Wars came back. And then I remember watching Rise of Skywalker and having. One of the worst times I've had in cinema. I fucking hated that film. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, well, this is I, it. I grew up with Star Wars and I've watched all of the Star Warses. I've watched the Star Warsing, but I don't know. There was at some point where I just went, ah, nah, not think, for me. So I don't need. Really, I can't pinpoint when. I think since Disney have taken over, it's become more po-faced and serious, and it takes mm. itself a bit too seriously since Disney have taken over. Like, I remember when Robot Chicken brought out free specials where they took the utter piss out of Star Wars, and I loved it for it. Like, they, like, utterly ripped apart Star Wars in a very affectionate way, and I'm a bit like, yeah, that's fine. Like, you can rip apart a, something I love as long as you then are like, but it's great, isn't it? Like, you can take the piss out of, like, yeah. Batman like I love the Lego Batman movie because it is this great parody of Batman but also it kind of is one of the most effective like explanations of why Batman is the way he is and it's like yeah if you can do that um so uh, the Mandalorian isn't that the Mandalor- but the Mandalorian is fun and uh Pascal is great in it but he's better in this like in this he has stuff to do that he doesn't get to do in other shows um yeah I'm I'm excited for the next three episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you know where this is going? I'm not going to ask you to tell me where it's going, but do you know where this is going? Or are you kind of like, where do we go now? What's next? If now I've remembered, well, I think I've remembered the end of the game. I, I, I am aware of the road it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Who knows? Because it may not. We may have a totally different ending. I mean, yeah, I don't think we do, but we might. No. Um, how, and you, is your partner still on board? Is she still absolutely one hundred percent there? Yeah, yeah, she's loving it. In fact, because she went away for a couple of days, and I was under strict instructions not to watch the episode before she did. <laughs> I mean, she will listen to this, and I did, but. I think I text you and said I'm rewatching it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, she's fully on board and absolutely loving it. And which is quite nice Good. to be watching it with her because she has, whereas I have a fleeting knowledge of the game now because I remember it, nothing, absolutely nothing of any way yeah. this is going to pan out. So the 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 shocks are shocks. And, yeah, it's good. 
I can't wait to ask you what she thinks of the next three episodes. I can't wait to ask what she thinks yeah. of the how this ends. Um oh and hi by the way, hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> um cool. I'm gonna leave this here because I don't think there's much more to say beyond I think these are three good episodes. Like if I were to rate them, I'd say they're an eight, nine, and a nine out of ten. Like I think that the because episode four follows one of my favorite episodes of any TV show ever. Um, it is for me a weaker episode because it has to get back into the room of things. And we can't have like every week be like, let's have more devastation and following these two characters who are going to fall in love and die. Yeah. Can't have that every episode. Like, um, and then like, I think episode five is both action packed and also devastating, which is a, great balance to get off and then i think episode six by slowing down by having those conversations and then by ending with um by both setting up the next destination they've got to go to so they obviously go to this university where they think these fireflies are and now they know there might be somewhere else setting up the next stop in their journey but also adding in a complication that is a real complication yeah i um i think these are three great episodes and Right now, there's enough stuff in the back in the pack. So, ah. episode <laughs> for happens. me, I think episode five is one of my favorite episodes. Mm. Episode three is will go down as a, you know the, the classic episode so far. But I did really enjoy episode five because it yeah for me it just that episode did everything I wanted from the series. Yeah, in the sense of, you got that the action beat, we had character stuff, we had the tension. Yeah, I I really like episode five. Yeah, and like it's like part of that world. So it's like they've got mm. we're watching things play out within the world, yeah. and they've done a good job of setting it all up. And then obviously you get a great couple of action scenes at the end, and then the end. The end is like yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of that episode is properly properly a gut punch. Like yeah, it really took me aback. Like ep- we talk about episode three, so we'll, but episode three almost is an anomaly in it because it it could just be a standalone. Yeah, episode three we could pull out and it it would. Yeah, it you would could take episode three and from two to four. Yeah, you'd still have an amazing little story with amazing performances out of this series, but because episode five is still the thrust of, like you say, building the world and things. It, it, yeah, that. Yeah, episode five, I think, is my favorite episode. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah. episode three is is narratively unimportant because mm. we don't really need to know how they get a car. Um we could just have no, they have literally could just yeah, yeah, they could just get a car. So like you could take the stuff out of that, the Nick the Offerman stuff and things, and it would just be a lovely piece of television yeah. anyway. But I think episode five is yeah, and episode important. five can't be pulled yeah. out. It's like No, the, it's the the through line of the narrative is too much for mm. episode five to be pulled out. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I'm excited to see where we go next. I think I know where we're going next, but yeah, I'm excited for how these next three episodes play out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to watch the entire series before I watch the last episode. It feels mad to me to like say, yeah, I'm going to watch like eight hours of TV again. So I can then watch episode. Yeah. The final episode, but I'll probably do that like the week before it comes out. Of I'll, I'll be like, I'm just gonna sit down and watch these episodes again, and, and yeah, be broken again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm uh, not. Maybe it'll all end happily. I mean, 
You never know. It might all be lovely. I mean, it's not going to be, but you never know. We can discuss what we think a happy ending is at the end of this series. We can discuss if we think that it's a happy ending. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we'll leave The Last of Us there. You're going to come back on in like a couple of weeks to finish this off. And mm-hmm. um, But where can people find you before then? Uh, yeah. And are you in any podcasts coming up? Have you got any podcasts coming up? Or is it just this, Sean, right um, now? Just this I'm on at the moment. I'm talking to Petros about doing something with him. So, yeah, I'm on page then. But, yeah, just this at the moment. And, yeah, I'm looking at maybe doing something myself. I don't know yet. I'm just, yeah, but this is where I'm at at the minute and on Twitter as usual. Still alive. What are you on Twitter? Yeah. At Bill Chich. No, yeah. I'm not. That's a lie. I'm at Will Chich. I'm at Bill Chich on Instagram. <laughs> I See, I'm not really good. I don't know where I am. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Twitter is still alive. Touch what it continues to. Why do I want it to survive? I have no idea. It's a terrible addiction. But still, yeah. Twitter is where you'll find you. Yes. Either, yeah, talking about films or Alan Partridge, just basically what I seem to do at the moment on Twitter. So, yeah, that's... It's a fine way to be. Yeah. Why did you shoot him? The gun's all the way over there. He didn't hurt me, by the way. Yeah, I got eyes. You made him soup? Yeah, I did. Hold up. As always, thank you all so much for listening, and thanks to Will for coming back on. We've got one more episode as we chart the end of this series, this phenomenal series. We'll see where it goes for three more episodes. You can find us on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram at Alt2Pod, and our email address is notjustkidspodcast at gmail.com. And as well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back for one more episode as this series comes to its conclusion.